Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Mama's Pearls. For all of you who have listened to the show before, I welcome you back and hope you had a wonderful Father's Day. And we're up for a special treat today. Um, For those of you who are new to Mama's Pearls, welcome. And let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect from Mama's Pearls and our brand. Basically, we are a family brand series that consists of a social media component. We usually start our week off on Facebook and Twitter, having different conversations about what our theme is going to be for the week. And then I publish the Mama's Pearls blog, which can be found at www.mamaspearls.com. Then we have our amazing radio show, which you are listening to us now on Blog Talk Radio. And then the week is followed out and tied up by my best friend Melissa Goldberg's blog called M's Gems. I'm kind of the spiritual side, the yin, and Melissa is the practical side, my yang. So all collectively, we at Mama's Pearls try to take the most beautiful pieces of life and string them together for you. Everything happens kind of bit by bit, and you're trying to make sense of everything that goes on in this busy world, and I, we try and collectively piece that together. Now, helping us out this month, which we are still honoring the fathers and the men in our lives because it was Father's Day, and I hope everybody had an amazing Father's Day. We actually spent it at um, basically three generations of my family at the Bronx Zoo, and that is just always such a special experience to walk through and see the animals see the animals, get in tune with your own animal nature, and also to hear my parents talk about the the comparison between the Bronx Zoo and their African safari, which my dad shared with us, his insights from on Alpha Lion. And last week, our show, just to recap, was Jungle Gym, keeping with the animalistic theme, and the pearl of the week was Beyond Bacon. So much of our fathers and the men in our lives' efforts go into just bringing home the bacon and going out into the wild concrete jungles that is the working fields and just plugging away and going on and doing their thing day after the day so they can provide for their families. And most fathers feel that even though women have evolved and taken a, a bigger role in the workplace, that it still is a male's responsibility to bring home the bacon and be the provider for for their family. So what we were trying to do last week with the help of my friend and client Jeffrey Gitterman 
who wrote the book Beyond Success, Redefining the Meaning of, of Prosperity, and who also runs a consulting business with those ideals called Beyond Success Consulting. And you can find him at www.beyondsuccessconsulting.com. In his book in, and in his coaching methods, he really he really fuses the the um, what were before seen as like two separate ideas of spirituality and capitalism and business, and he tries to fuse them together for each individual in terms of taking four four main pillars that he sees and bringing it down to each person's core. And once you have a hold of grasping those true pillars, which are really kind of shining a mirror onto yourself and seeing how you play out into the world, then it can lead you into a place and a work and a career that really makes sense and aligns with who you are. So you're not feeling like you're going to work and leaving yourself at home just to turn out stuff, the same old stuff day in and day out on a hamster wheel, that you really feel that work is no longer work. It's part of who you are, and it is your expression. His four pillars that you can find in his book are connecting to the source and also mastering your attention, owning your unique expression, redirecting your attention, and expanding your awareness. And Jeff is such an amazing and intelligent person. I'm just so glad that he had a chance to join us here on Mama's Pearls and really to kind of help us through this time, which, you know, I think just the last two years have completely changed the landscape with the financial crisis and the economy is how we value work and the importance of the work-life balance. And Jeff's book is really a critical component in and is so timely to where we are. Um, when his book was coming out, I think it was right in 2009 when everything was going down, going down the, everything else was going down the tubes, and I really saw how, um, how people were walking around blind, just not knowing what to do, not knowing where to put the money, not knowing how to feel safe. And Jeff's book is a really good, good place to start. So I definitely rec highly recommend it, as you, as you can tell. And timely enough, as we were talking about on Mama's Pearls last week, that topic, my, my friend Matt Welsh, who writes a blog called the Spiritual Media Blog, had a guest blogger on his, on his site that wrote an article called Finding Your Path, a Huna Perspective. And um, the author, the guest blogger's name is Matthew James. And basically it was about his cousin who totally didn't listen to his family. And he went on, didn't pursue college and went on to pursue his dream as being a, a carpenter. And he wound up making more money than all, all of his family and did it with his integrity intact and in line with who he was and what his unique expression was. So if you get a chance, I would hop on to that as well and, and read that. Now, we're switching gears this week and closing out our Father's Month with someone who I've come to know over the years and um, and I think tackling a ver another really important role that we have as fathers um, that, we, that fathers play in the lives, especially towards daughters, but in general, and that is of facing your fears and feeling protected. Now, um, not all of us love going to the dentist, and so I I totally get that, and I've had some really 
um, not shoddy, but really scary experiences myself when I was younger, and I write about it this week on on um, on the blog, which was just posted. And this week's this week's this week's theme and pearl are smile for daddy. And the pearl of the day is Fear Be Gone. The blogs you can always find at www.mamaspearls.com. And if you want to call in today to talk about your fear and what you love most about going to the dentist, the number is 347-327-9450. Now, I want to talk a little bit more background about our special guest. Our special guest is my current dentist, Dr. Derek Factor. You can find him at drfactor.com. And I think he's the second generation of dentists. I know his father is also a practicing dentist, so you can you can obviously see that he has it in his genes. And he grew up in New Jersey, and he received his bachelor's degree from Rutgers College. And he then went on to receive his doctor of dental medicine and a master of business administration from Temple University. He completed a general practice residency at Beth Israel Hospital. He then kept going and furthered his education and completed the full mouth reconstruction and implant surgical program at New York University College of Dentistry, where he trained in advanced oral reconstruction and surgical placement of dental implants. He served as a clinical assistant professor at NYU CDE, educating dentists in all surgical aspects of implant dentistry. He practices in Manhattan and New Jersey. He has a wider range of interests, and he also has a baby girl who I've been hearing hearing about while I'm in the dentist chair. And the reason why I wanted to have him on was was like threefold. One, to get through, help us get through the fear that we have as adults of going to the dentist and how we can also... Um, comfort our kids when they're facing fear going to the dentist or the doctor or any type of specialist, as well as hearing about a trip that he has planned where he's going to go to Indonesia and work with um, work with and perform surgeries for people who, who have damage to their cleft palate. So I really can't wait to hear a little bit more from, from Dr. Factor. Derek, are you with us today? I am here. I've been listening Hi. to you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Welcome to Mama's Pearls. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on your show, and it sounds really nice. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like listening to you. So, oh, well, um, it, it's, a, it's a welcome switch because, like, when you're working in my mouth, like, I can't talk, which you know I have issues with. And, right, absolutely. And, and, <laughs> And just to back up and give people perspective, like okay. I was when I was younger, I really had a major fear of going to the dentist. My parents took me to a dentist, and I completely freaked out, screaming, yelling, kicking, would not sit still. And it wasn't until my parents were like tearing their hair out, my mom was calling everybody she knew to find another dentist, that she found one and she took me to, and I like immediately felt safe. And I felt safe, and I felt like this was my dentist, and he took me by the hand and, like, literally walked me through very calmly. He was, like, very Yoda-like, and walked me through calmly, like, what to expect and what I can do to signal to him that I was in pain. 
which was raise my left hand, not the right. Not the right hand was where he, where he was working, but to raise my left hand. And then he also introduced me to Mr. Thirsty, which you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Cynthia and Mr. Thirsty have a very nice relationship. Yes, <laughs> they actually have full control of it, which I I'm fine. full control with it, but it's, it's something it's fine. That I, really... I tailor, I, I tailor my appointments around Cynthia. I give her... Probably an extra forty-five minutes, okay? <laughs> so we, we spend we spend the afternoon together, even for yeah, basic exactly. cleaning. <laughs> oh, forget it. I, I I need my time to work in, and to and to talk to you. I mean, I don't like just sitting down and opening up. Like I need to be eased into the situation and eased out of it. No, so, absolutely. Uh, I I think you and I have become you know, more friends than just patient-doctor, right? How long ago, when did I adopt you as a patient? I think it was, <laughs> I think it was early, was it early in my career in, in New York? Yeah. Um, we yeah. met at, a, at an office and you just, you came along the way and brought your family and it's been great. And Absolutely. You, guys are, you have a real sweet family. Thank you. And, and you've, be, you've definitely become part of the fold and you've also helped me feel safe. And I remember I came because nobody knew what was going on with one of my teeth and I was going like from, from dentist to dentist and you just immediately like knew what was going on and we took care of it and I basically followed you from, you know, into your current practice ever since. I mean, I, now, I, think, I, think, you hit, I think you hit a button with, with uh, developing a level of comfort. And, you know, it, it's important to establish that right away. And, it's, and you know, as a dentist, it, we're, we're constantly trying to overcome that stigma that's just been built into it. I mean, you, you, um, you know, you really, as a dentist, cannot be self-conscious because nobody likes coming to the dentist. And I think, I think it's important to, um, to listen to the patient and to address their fears and, and just and uh, not jump right into things and just understand what, what their needs are all about, you know, from psychologically rather than just from a dental perspective. Um, and, right. Uh, and I, ga I gave you full warning. Okay. <laughs> you know, I gave you full you warning when, when, I, when we first met and you were first taking me on as a, as a patient that I, you need to talk to me continuously. I need my nitrous gas no matter what you're doing. And, like, that was the only thing that's going to get me through, you know, in your chair. And then we went over the Mr. Thirsty thing where I need to have full control of Mr. Thirsty. He is my boyfriend. We've been going steady for, like, 20-some-odd years. And that, for me, helps, you know, because I don't know what to expect. And when people are taking their children, you know, I'm not a dentist. Most parents aren't dentists. I'm going to take your child into a doctor's office or into a dentist's office. Like, you know, I know the general routine, but I don't really know what you're doing. And for me, like, a lot of the, the, the fears stem from the unknown and stem from not having control. So how do you balance that, I mean, I know how you balance it out with me, but, like, what are your general tips to, like, parents for helping them balance out those feelings that their children might be going through? Um, I think, I mean, that, you know, what I was, before I was saying is that one of the beautiful things about my profession is that you really never know who is going to sit in your chair, who's going to walk in the door. And, right. you, know, uh, you know, when I met you, Okay, I, you know, I learned firsthand that it's just 
it's it, you have to be patient, and you really have to understand <laughs> that. For you know, for <laughs> for you, before I give Cynthia an injection, she has to sort of meditate for a while, which is fine. I mean, I'm, I'm whatever relaxes her, it's fine. From a parental perspective, um, I tell parents bring their kids and let them let them hang out for a while and watch. I mean, assuming that it's not going to be you know, a long experience for the for the parent. Let them let them hang out and see the environment and not necessarily get thrusted right into the chair and have a big light put in their face. But it's nice to transition them. I mean, as a two-year-old, I have a two-year-old uh, baby girl, and I, I bring her in there and I let her sit in the chair. I show her the instruments. And it's a way to, you know, gradually uh, transition them into uh, into the environment and get them more comfortable. And uh, and you know you really have to emphasize you know to your child early on about you know proper oral care and 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 they'll get excited about it too. My little baby girl loves to brush her teeth now, and and uh, it's like it's one of the activities between her and I. And she even said you know she said she said to me she says dentist every time I brush her teeth. You know so it's it's kind of cute. Um, but yeah. That's, that's definitely one of my, you know, one of my um, opinions is just to bring the child in and, and let them let them relax in the office, show them around. Yeah, I I think that's that's good instead of just going for like your twice a year visits and they're like you said like thrust into a situation where you're, where again they don't they're not really familiar with and they might have forgotten forgotten. And like the main thing is like when children get scared is like if one if one thing happens that they don't like even if it's the anticipation of it you know most times i feel like when i'm when i'm afraid or nervous or anxious about it it's more about like the anticipation part rather than the actual action and um but like that sticks with kids and they will remember it's like they just have like this this absorption memory and anything can trigger that off especially when you walk back into the room and they see the see the dental chair again and i think like like you said just getting them used to practicing oral care at home is key you know my son kind of goes in and out of phases where he's really into it and then where i have to like fight him to brush his teeth and what i've done is like i change um I've changed his toothpaste, which he doesn't really love, but I've gotten him used to, like, one of two toothpastes, and I try out, like, different samples with him, and I've also gotten him, like, a bunch of different toothbrushes, like, you know, with the with the characters that, that he likes, and then when he gets tired of those, and I can tell when he gets tired because he doesn't want to brush his teeth, I got him, like, one of the automatic toothbrushes. And now that I got him and my daughter one of those, like the automatic toothbrushes, like they are both so now into brushing their teeth. And now Colby will instruct Casey to make sure like you get the front and you get the side and you get the back. And I've made up a song for them, you know. Um, what's my little, you want to hear my song? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I, th- I, th- I think I, I, think I may, have, may have sang it to you, but who the hell knows what I, what I say. Okay, Actually, oh, go ahead, let me hear um, okay, it goes side to side and up and down, inside, outside, round and round. That's my <laughs> And they do it, and they sing That's it, great. and they, I think it's really good. I sang that for one of um, 
for their dentist, and the dentist's like, I think I'm going to use that. I'm like, all right, I got to start copywriting that. That's but, great. Um, yeah, we we have a we have a hand washing song. It's like it's it's top and bottom, top and bottom, in between. <laughs> it's funny, my <laughs> wife. My, <laughs> but it's great, and, and with you, you have so many kids. You have so yeah. many kids. It's just you know you you don't have to be a parent anymore. I mean, you just let them teach each other. It's, you know. It's, that's what I see happening. Case, I mean, Colby really loves to, like, discipline Casey. And Casey, in turn, takes it out on my cat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she knows she can't go discipline Colby. She takes it out on the cat. But, um, yeah, it's really, it's really adorable. But, you know, like you said, like, how do you get through a visit with a really uncooperative patient? I, you know, I've always, I, I mean, listen, any, almost any dentist can be taught to do good dentistry. And I think the hardest thing to get across is how to, how to interact with the patient, how to, how to manage the patient. That's really a challenge. I've, and I seem to be pretty good at it. I mean, I, you know, I seem to, patients seem to relax when they come in. I can see it in their eyes. Um, I look at their body. I, I look whether they're tensing up. I mean, you just you really have to read them. Um, from, you know, from all different perspectives. And, uh, you know, just, I, I remember, I, I remember in dental school, this was just, I, I couldn't believe it. And, and this is probably one of my learning, earlier learning experiences of how to manage a patient. This, this senior, I was a junior at the time, the senior was get, about to give an injection to a patient. And he said to the patient, he held, this, he held the needle up in the air and he said, it's going to hurt. It's really going to hurt. And my mouth opened wide, and I'm like, I can't believe that this guy is actually saying that to the patient. I mean, this, just the way to manage a patient is just, you know, first of all, always inform the patient and always tell them what you're planning on doing. I mean, from bringing the feet back to rinsing their mouth out, just keep them in the loop. And, and that in itself will, will ease them from, from the unknown. And, and talking to them, I mean, that's just, you know, those are some of the key things that I find uh, help relax a patient and just just show them that you generally care. I mean, because you know, it's a lot of times they come in and they have these experiences where where they just they're rushed in and rushed out and they're not listened to, and it just it creates frustration. And I've just developed such good relationships with my patients, and 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 I see that by by the referrals and and the way they're the referrals they come in and they speak highly of me. And I mean, it's just it's really complimentary and it's. Because it is a tough industry to be in, and um, and to get that kind of gratification, you know, from from patients, it really means a lot. You know, so. You know. It's and I think that's really important, like as parents, to really ask as many of your friends as possible about their experiences with their children and the dentist and who they've tried, and not to be afraid to like go in and just talk to the dentist, sit in their their. Um, offices and hear what's going on because you can hear very easily in a pediatric dentist practice whether or not kids are happy. I mean, it's not like you're reading body language. You're, see you're hearing them shriek and cry and freak out if they're not comfortable, and um, you know, which is different than, than dealing with adults who will... Well, uh, 100%. Because because with a with a child and you know I I do see some children in New York but my primarily I've been treating children as young as two years old in my New Jersey office and all it takes is one just one little bad experience and and kids just shut you out you can't talk to them they 
they just become very resistant. So you have to sort of you have to do it really softly with children, especially that need that extra attention. And um, you know, also you know, also you, you take the time of the day. I mean, early in the morning is a better time for a child to see to see their dentist. I mean, they're more relaxed. It's not they're not tired. I mean, it, there's just there's different things you can do to help the child be more relaxed. Um, right. Don't you know, don't take them right 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 exactly. Don't take your kid in right before nap time when you know they're going to be cranky anyway. Right. Exactly. And you're like, yes, yeah, thanks, mom. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that, that is exactly the last thing I needed, Mom. Right, exactly. Some guy digging right. in my mouth where all I want to do is go to sleep. Right. Hang on one second. I, I see Melissa is calling in, and okay. I would love for you guys to meet. Sure. Melissa? Melissa, you there? Hey, I'm sorry. I'm on the line, but hi, guys. Hi, Melissa. Hi. How are you? Um, hang on one second. I'll be right back with you guys. Melissa's multitasking right now. Melissa is always multitasking. I'm actually doing at least four things at once right now, but now I'm all yours. How are you guys? Doing great. Thank you. Melissa, meet my dentist. Hi, She's your best friend? She's my best friend. I've known Melissa since we were 11, and she writes the M Gems for Mama's Pearls. Oh, yes, so I'm going to share a lot of the good tips and uh, things. And I think, uh, you know, fear is a big thing with children. And it's funny because I was laughing to myself because, you know, you want your kids to brush their teeth and, and really do well at brushing their teeth. And in the beginning when we start, you know, when they got teeth, I was like, you don't want to get cavities. And then I realized, I'm like, am I scaring them? Like, <laughs> these cavities right. to be, like, <laughs> serious. I had to, like, back off my, uh, <laughs> you know, my uh, – you know, my threats as far as, like, why they need to brush their teeth. So they love to brush their teeth now, which is good. <laughs> right. You're, you, you don't know, you know, how do you um, how do you say, like, you don't say, oh, you're going to have bugs on your teeth. or I mean, you, you know, they're, they're going to become uh, OCD kids, you know. <laughs> so right, it's, exactly. it's right. Yeah, there's a definite there's a definite balance and art to um, not only information that you're sharing with the child, but how you do it. You know, there's um, it's important to brush your teeth. Your teeth need to be healthy. They are a little, you know, they're a little. For my son, when I speak in terms of dirty, that's where he he clicks in. Oh, they're dirty. I need to brush them. Okay. Um, but I, I've been trying to explain to him because my son noticed one of my silver fillings that I still have in my mouth. And he's like, what is that? It was actually right after I had my cleaning with you, Dr. Factor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he was like, what is that? I said, well, I said, that, that happens to be a filling. I had to go to the dentist because I, I had a hole in my tooth that I needed to fix. And he's like, and he really wanted to hear hear more about it and I said the way that you avoid this because this isn't pretty is it and he kind of shook his head no uh, I'm like the way that you avoid it is by taking good care of your teeth and by brushing them and he looked and he looked at me and he went oh now I don't know how much of that he fully understood but it's like it was a start for me to continue the conversation about healthy um, healthy oral care and keeping keeping you know, keeping a good relationship with your with your teeth, but it's also planting in there that you know sometimes there's a little bit more that might happen when you go to the dentist. Go if, to the dentist. If I could, if I could make a product recommendation, and I, and I actually found that it helped because 
you know, initially their, their gums aren't used to anything, you know, touching. And so, you know, a lot of the toothbrushes on the market have, are, are pretty, you know, coarse bristles. And I found this one company, um, it's uh, called Teepee. It's spelled T-E-P-E, and you can go on .com, teepee.com. They have what's called a special care toothbrush, and it's probably one of the softest brushes that you could probably get on the market. And it's not so pretty, the brush, but it really is soft. And, uh, and my daughter, once I started using on her, she really liked it. I mean, I had no problems brushing after that. Now, what's the, what's the pros and cons between using a soft brush and a, and a coarse one? Um, I mean, initially, it, it probably doesn't... The pros of a soft brush right now and the plaque that generally builds on, on children's teeth is, is pretty soft, so it, it could be wiped away. Um, so the soft brush is probably better right now. Later on, um, depending upon your brushing habits, hard bristled brushes can, can actually wear away the enamel on a tooth, and uh, it could also cause gum recession. So you have to be careful. Everybody thinks that brushing really hard is is uh, the best way to, to clean your teeth, but you're, you're actually you want to use a feather touch. It's very light, and uh, you don't want to push too hard where the breast the bristles are bending. So if you see your toothbrush and it looks like all the bristles are going to the side, um, you're probably brushing too hard. Interesting. So what about flossing and kids? Because I have yet to get my kids into it. They see me floss, but they're not like, you know, their their mouth goes jammed shut when I go near them. Well, my it, the way I was able to get, I mean, my daughter has, um, she has a mouthful of teeth right now, but the only teeth that are actually touching are the lower front ones, which which really you, you only need to floss teeth that are in contact with each other because the other ones your toothbrush will get in between. So my, my wife my wife laid back on the bed and then she had me floss her teeth. My wife for some reason loves it when I floss her teeth. You know, so I have to you know, be a husband and a dentist. So, 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 so that's funny. Wait, so you, wait, you, you, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not, it's, you're not talking about you flossing your daughter's teeth. You're talking about flossing your wife's teeth. See, every, every once in a while she asks me. I mean, it's, that's, you know, that's very kinky. It's, you know, listen, we won't even talk about it, you know, if she's on the, in the dental chair. Um, but, <laughs> no, but she, so, so, <laughs> so Brooke, Brooke actually watched me floss her. And now it's, it's funny. She wants me to floss. Her, her two front teeth. So she's, you know, she learned by watching me floss her mom. Right. You know, so All right. But, but most parents, like, mom and dads aren't flossing each other's teeth. <laughs> it's true. So, Very true. What, so what are, like, some other other tips to get? I mean, basically you're saying that you really only need to do it if the teeth are touching. And most kids, you know, until they get a little bit older, their teeth are, are separated. So... Like you, have to be you, care, you have to be careful. You have to be careful with flossing because if you if the teeth are touching and you and you you could actually snap the floss through too hard and and then it would actually hurt and then the next time you try to floss again it's going to be much more difficult. Um, sorry, man, I'm in the city and you know. How it's, yeah, yeah, you're you're definitely in Manhattan. <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> it's the background noise of Manhattan, right? So <laughs> I I think you just sort of. You know, incorporate into the repertoire of, of cleaning your teeth, and I mean, I, I, you know, the way I do it is I, I really I compliment my daughter's teeth as I clean them, and I say how beautiful they look and how nice they are when they're clean, and 
and you know, it's like flossing is good in between them, just like flossing, just like cleaning in between your your fingers, and 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 you know, so you just do it, you do it gently, but you really just take a gentle approach with it, um, and use a very thin floss, you know, and and maybe a floss tape, something that uh, something that won't you know traumatize the gum if you actually push a little hard. Right, because we're not all experts like you. Right, um, exactly. So. <laughs> but the complimenting, the complimenting part is something that we've heard a bunch of experts, including um, Dr. Zahava on um, Mighty Aphrodite, say like over and over again, that's especially when you're talking to girls, but even still with boys, that it is important to, to compliment them. But we want to be careful not to keep it like a, a surface thing that that's all they're focusing on, but to really know that that the the keeping the teeth healthy is part of keeping your entire body healthy. Absolutely. Now, Melissa. Yes, I'm here. All right. Being that you have three, what have been your different experiences with taking the kids to the dentist? Um, I think because I personally had um. I was very scared. I had that huge anxiety, and I, I remember as a child, I went to an adult dentist, and that, that I think just our generation didn't have the pediatric, you know, sunglasses, the whole, like, stick that comes with the, the, the pediatric dentist now, and so I got treated like my parents at the dentist, and so it was very informal, and it was a little bit abrupt, so I, I personally had the anxiety, so what I learned was getting them into the dentist chair early. Um, even when they just had, like, even uh, the little, my two-year-old has already been to the dentist, uh, just because it's the best-case scenario that, you know, they've only had good experiences. Um, and, and I think the early, it's kind of like the early intervention concept. You know, the earlier you get them used to going, even my son the other day was like, when am I going to the dentist? And I was like, uh, okay, let's go. <laughs> um, but... And, and and just making it a, a fun activity and, you know. And, again, I have three, so they do everything together a little bit. So they're not alone, which I think is very helpful. Well, they're, they're, right. they not, in, they're not going into the seat by themselves. They're literally watching the uh, – just like uh, um, you guys were saying earlier, that watching or, you know, just watching is the best way to, to, to relieve fears. They all three go together, so they're just watching each other take turns. So right, and they model after each other, and 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 for them to see this one having a good experience, it's it, it just builds up their confidence. Yeah, right. It's, it's, it's really important. I will say say one thing about the the shtick and all and all the um the window dressing that a lot of pediatric dentists do like I took my I took Colby to two di two different dentists and one of them had all of that they had TVs they had every every room was was a different um different themed wallpaper that was all kid friendly like balloons animals cars and um, they had it, like, full on out. We haven't had sunglasses. That's pretty cool. Um, and with their bear, but he wasn't comfortable there. Like, he sat on my lap, and he was not comfortable. Um, it was also when he was a little bit younger, but I just knew that that wasn't going to work. And I recently took him to a family dentist who does children and adults. And he just spent much more time with Colby, just talking to him and 
they they definitely connected more than he connected with the other dentists. And I think that no matter how dressed up your office is, it will always come down to um, come down to that relationship. And like you said, Derek, the the comfort that you have with with your dentist first and foremost. And yeah. You know, another important thing is, I mean, it's it's not just a, it's just, it's not just the dentist that you're you're actually evaluating as the you know it's it's his staff. I mean, the right. you know you have, his staff is going to be there to comfort the child. If, if that can make or break the experience as well, so you don't you know you should go in and, and meet um, all the staff members of the of the dental office to make sure you're comfortable with them as well. That's that's very true. I mean, I, as a parent, you're going to be working with the front front office administration about any insurance issues and so far and so forth and making appointments and you don't want to be labeled as like the crazy mom but they want you want to be taken seriously and you know when you call and you say that there's a problem you need to come in that they don't make your appointment in three months so I, I agree with that so do you have a classification system for like crazy patients just between do I do, do I put like a little uh, like a little mark on my yeah, chart? Yeah. <laughs> no, no I, um, I think I remember the ones that stand out. I, I for some reason I've been blessed with an okay. amazing group of patients that you know once in a blue moon I'll get somebody that'll come in, but you know it, I've just I've just been lucky to have a great group of patients. And and it's it, and what's funny about it, you mentioned that is that there's some dentists that I know that are just they get these patients that are just, they have such unreasonable expectations, they're just, they never pay their bill, they're tough, I mean, it, you know, it's, and, and they're what, really... What are some un unreasonable expectations? Um, okay, so I have a, uh, a dentist friend who did cosmetic reconstruction on this patient's mouth, and it, I thought it looked really good, and I'm, you know, so she comes in with literally two pages, and I've looked at this, two pages of changes that she wants. She wants the, this tooth a little longer, this a little shorter, this one a little lighter, darker. You know, I mean, literally every tooth in her mouth, she wanted some little change. And she did it multiple times. And uh, and my my friend is ready to have a heart attack. <laughs> well, that's interesting. But you're you're kind of getting into when you're talking about cosmetic reconstruction, where it's like plastic surgery on your teeth, almost like where people want to yeah. modify their body and their now their teeth to look a different way. And there's been so many advancements that you essentially can have a full, you know, mouth makeover. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's, uh, you know, if you go to the right person that's, that's good at it and they use an amazing lab, I mean, you cannot differentiate between um, natural teeth and, you know, a veneer replacement or a, or a natural crown. There's no way to differentiate. So, uh, you know, somebody looking for good cosmetic work certainly can, can achieve that. You know, they just have to go to the right place. Right. Now, can we switch gears? Because I really want to spend a little bit of time talking about your upcoming trip. Okay. Absolutely. Tell us, tell us about it and how you, how you discovered it and why you're going. The way, the way I discovered it was um, I actually I met a plastic surgeon who did a small procedure on my back. I had you know, a little something removed from my back, and he did an amazing job. And, and uh, while he and I were talking, um, 
you know, he just happened to talk about how he was doing uh, cleft lip repairs on um, on Philippine children, and it's been a while since he had done it, but he he was just talking about how it changed his life, and um, you know, we talked more into depth about it, and I told him how interested I was um, in doing it because um, I have an extensive surgical background. And um, I've been doing surgery since uh, since I've been basically out of dental school. I've been I've been training in it. So um, among general dentistry, that's one of my um, I, I, I guess I call it a subspecialty, but I'm not a specialist. Uh, so I have a lot of experience in in surgical, and I let him know that. And and he said he's definitely going. And I got excited about it. Um, and to me, it was a way to give back or give something to help people that goes beyond just writing a check. I mean, it's it, it actually um, something that will will make a big impact, and you know you know that the change is, is occurring, and you're not just making a donation, which, listen, I, I still donate. I think it's a great thing. I think anybody has the ability to help somebody out should go above and beyond. Um, you know, these are children that would not really have um, the life uh, that they would um, be able to with deformities. And it's, um, you know, these are kids that uh, um, are ridiculed and are, you know, are laughed at and joked at, and they're not able to get jobs. And it just, you know, we we see it. We see how the the spiral is, you know, it's just, it's a self-confidence thing. So the ability to do... Um, some soft tissue repair and repair cleft lips um, really makes a huge impact on these children and their upbringing. So it's uh, good. Now, are you are you traveling with an organization or are you going on your own? There's an organization. It's called Home Reach, and it's it's set up to um, to uh, as a facility inside of the Philippines. It's more in the interior. It's an island um, called Bahal. And uh, you know, basically, we come into Cebu, which is more in the. Um, it's also an island, but it's it's more developed. And then from Cebu, it's uh, it's a four-hour ferry to Bahal, and uh, and then there's sort of a makeshift hospital set up there with um, with doctors that don't really have the kind of training that it would take to do these procedures, um, but they do have the training to look after the patients postoperatively. So um, you know, you know, it's not we're not doing cleft cleft palate repair, which you 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 would need to have you know um, emergency really strict emergency medical protocol. But it's uh, it's more soft tissue cleft lip repair. Okay. So what it, what is the difference, and how does this how do these conditions develop? Is it something that they're born with, or is it something that you know occurs through injury? From from what I from what I understand is um, it, it's a genetic it's a genetic deformity. From what I understand, the reasons why it's so prevalent there is because these islands have really isolated societies where they really don't come in contact with with different generations of people. So so there's more likelihood of inbreeding. Not necessarily you know you're going with your brother or sister, but more of you know the, the uh, genetics tend to cross paths a lot easier when you're in a society that's closed off from, from mainstream. 
Wow. Um, so what? Like, what's what's the issue? Why do you need like mixed breeding? Well, you don't you because I mean you know the chance of having genetic deformities you know are more likely to occur when when you have inbreeding or you know and I mean it's just a part of the way genetics are um, and uh, you know so. I mean, I'm not a geneticist, so I don't know the full. Yeah, that, that's just statistic. like wild in and of itself. Yeah, that whole concept is just wild in and of itself, and we can we can mark that down for a future uh, for a future show. But you're basically saying it's it's a genetic deformity that happens, um, and it's on where exactly is it on the face? It's um, cleft lip. You can be from the most outer portion of your lip. Um, from the you know from the inside of your mouth, and it could go up to the nose, all the way up there. There's all different types. I mean, people could look it up, um, and it's just an incomplete closure uh, during the development of the child, and it usually they usually see it right from birth. So, what do you have to bring with you for that? Like, do they have all the materials there that you need to do the soft tissue repair, or? I'm just like, I mean, fascinated about the actual procedure. I mean, essentially, it's it's um, it's just done with uh, with scalpel blades and suture material, and just a, a creative eye and good good stitch work. Um, you know, it's uh, um, similar to somebody getting a tear in their ear or or you know getting their hand cut or something. I mean, you just really have to approximate where the the lip should be and then it's um and then the suturing's done. So you really don't right. need uh you don't really need general anesthesia because you could use local and just numb the area. So it's um so it's better, you know, the turnaround is better so we can we can see more children. I think they're lining up probably about fifty kids. Um, oh my god, right. <laughs> yeah. So how, we're how gonna long, how long are you gonna be there? Um the trip is two weeks. It takes it takes two days to get there, right. and uh, which which are you know with the, the flying and then the the, um, the time zone shifts. So it takes two days to get there and two days to get back. So probably about three and a half full days of surgery. Wow, for fifty children. That's, That's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's amazing. Now, are you going to be doing any training down there of the local doctors? Uh, yeah, I think that's that's one of the objectives. I that's don't think I we're gonna we're gonna be able to necessarily train them into the procedure itself, more of the management of it. Um, I'm right. sure they certainly can watch and and learn and maybe do some on their own. But I, I really don't know the full the full scope of it since this is really my first run down to the Philippines at this. Right. You'll you'll report back to us. I hope. And oh, one one hundred percent. I'll I'll have photos. I'm bringing. Uh, I'm gonna bring a camera down there and make it like a photojournalism type thing as well. Um, and I'll present it. Absolutely. I look forward to sharing that with the Mama's Pearls community. And I just think that's that's just an amazing, um, amazing contribution that you're doing in helping to. Um, Helping to correct the you know the deformities. You can look at any deformity as a gift, but really to help make a difference in in other people's lives. And and in that way, this is what it, Melissa and I have been saying. It's this is our answer to the Mother Teresa show that we did um, that we did last month on on Mama's Pearls from for Mother's Month and. 
you know, and it gets into and ties perfectly to what we're saying about the fears. You know, one of the fears is through experience, like going to the dentist's office, like we were talking about. And then it's also the fear of how how you're being perceived of the world. And like you said, it, it taps into a bunch of insecurities that these children have. So, you know, I'm I'm really really excited that you're doing that, and I think it's amazing, and I can't wait to to hear more about it. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing your tips about health, about one oral care just in general, why it's important, as well as giving wonderful, wonderful information that parents can take with them into the dentist's office when, when you're going with your children. You know, so thank you, Derek, for, for being with us. And I know you are setting up for an event, but just quickly I want to run down, if you have a couple of more minutes, my Come Tell Mama questions. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, thank, thank you, and you know, I really do appreciate you inviting me on your show. It's, I did have fun, but go ahead. Let's let's hear your uh, the questions, guys. Absolutely. Or you can, or you can take this time if there's anything else that you want to share with the audience about having me as a patient, <laughs> not violating <laughs> any laws. Yeah, there's HIPAA laws. Right? That's what I was gonna say. So you know, <laughs> you're, no, yeah, I have I have a lot of fun with you. I love seeing you. Know, you're you know, definitely a color to my day. <laughs> you're, 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 yeah, I definitely had color. I'll do. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, so come tell Mama, what is your luck, luxury indulgence? My luxury indulgence. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, what what I like to spend money on that I really is unnecessary. Money or time or whatever you consider is your luxury. Hmm. I, I mean, I love to scuba dive. That's like my one of my favorite activities. It just puts me. That's my zen. Um, that eating, probably eating food. I love to. You know, <laughs> I love to eat food. I mean, I like sushi. I, mean, I probably should be cooking more at home. <laughs> you know, my wife works, um, so she's not cooking. I'm coming home like eight o'clock at night. And she, I'm not cooking. So. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you also live in Manhattan, so there you go. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> the food's amazing. Which of the following would you choose? The best sex of your life, the best meal of your life, or the best sleep of your life? Uh, I don't know. It depends how hungry I am. I'm trying to lose some weight, so probably the best sex. <laughs> 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 what is your favorite movie genre? Yeah, you got to bust out the floss for that, the big floss. Uh, what is your favorite <laughs> movie genre? Comedy, oh romance, horror, action, sci-fi, period piece. Uh, I don't know. I like, some, I'm like, I like no, comedy, definitely comedy. I have more fun in comedies. You know? I, like, I like some sci-fi, but I like comedies. Which of the songs do you prefer with respect to food, sweet or salty? Uh, salty and I mean I know, spicy. Love salt, salty and spicy. Yeah, you kind of you kind of can't say sweet if you're a dentist. No, yeah. I'm just not a big I'm just not a like a big fan of sweets. Uh-huh. I mean I like them, but I just that's not my go-to food. What do you consider your most beautiful feature? Uh, like I'm not you know without being narcissistic. You know, no, I'm kidding. Um, my most beautiful feature. 
I don't know. I mean, people compliment my smile and, you know, or my pet. That's a good, uh, that's that's a good <laughs> Your pet. <laughs> we're going go, to go with smile considering you're a dentist. Okay. What, what is the best advice your mama gave you? Um, I mean, I think that, I don't know if she, I don't remember actually giving me specific advice, but I think just the respect for people and, um, you know, just to really treat people as equals no matter what. I mean, it's just, I think that's, um, I think that's what I got from her. She's always, my mom had always, you know, whether it was a homeless person on the street or, or, you know, there was a child, she would go up to them and she would, she would talk to them and, and make them feel good, um. You know, so I think I think I got that from her, like a warm sense of being. Very cool. Now I'm going to ask you a question that I probably should have asked in the beginning. Like, what made you want to become a dentist? Well, I think I always I always wanted to be in the medical field, and I lived I basically lived in my dad's dental office, so I just thought it was fun. I mean, I just dentistry's fun, right. and it's like you know, <laughs> I, I enjoy it. I just it's a great time. I don't see it, but like, I mean, like, really, like, you're going into other people's mouths. Like, what? Why? Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, it's, you're, needed, it's needed, but like, why? I don't. You know, once you're once you've been in a couple of mouths, that whole part of it, or once you <laughs> once you've given an injection, that whole part of it, it's more the interaction. I mean, I really, on a day to day, I get to I get to meet people and see people and and help them and. It's really, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I really have a great time. I don't get stressed out about it. I mean, even though it is beyond stressful of an occupation, I don't, um, I don't let it stress me out. I really just enjoy it, and and I could do it. The hours are amazing. I mean, if you know, not that I would cancel my schedule tomorrow, but if I needed to, I could, you know, I could pull, uh, pull all my, you know, I could take some time off and do whatever I want. I mean, I'm, I'm my own boss, and it's, and uh, the hours are really flexible. It's just, a, it's a, it really is. I, and and you know what? Ask all these ask these doctors now. There's so many doctors that I speak to, and I'm friendly with all different kinds. Derm, well, derm is different. I mean, that's a, I mean, general interns and, and some plastics, and and they're like, I should have been a dentist, you know, because it's, you know, they're they're seeing it, especially you know from the insurance and um, the insurance impact and stuff. It's it's harder for them, but it's a, it's a really it's a good industry to be in, and if if um. You know, if you're good at it, it's it, it'll be kind to you. And if you if you put your heart into it, it'll be kind to you. If you don't, you know, it could be a thorn in your back. Now, is your father is are you just a second generation dentist, or was your grandfather also a dentist? No, my my um, my dad, dad my dad was the first. Your dad's part his, of the trend. My, yeah, his brother his brother was a dentist, um, and his uh, his brother's son and my cousin. Uh, so there's a lot of us in the family that are dentists. Like, okay. I think it's in our genes. Yeah, it's in it's in your genes. You'll definitely have to go do some more mixed breeding. Don't tell my wife that. <laughs> down the line. No, my, my, my wife's in finance, so there's a good there's a good possibility that my daughter might be in finance. There you go. But then again, the world still needs amazing dentists and people taking care of our of our teeth and our mouths, which are our mouthpiece for the world. And do they give you a special dentist 
a special course in dentistry, like in your dental education, where like you learn how to understand patients when their mouths are wide open and you're working with them, and it kind of sounds like. Um, there, there, there are patient management classes. Um, absolutely, they offer it. It really depends on people's personalities and what they take out of it. Um, hopefully, they'll learn to be good at it and, and be compassionate. Um, well, know, no. What, what I'm saying is, like, I'm amazed <laughs> that when I mumble and I don't understand, oh, uh, I can't translate. Yes, because you actually understand what I'm saying. Like, you no, actually not, understand. No, I, I really don't understand what you're saying. I'm just guessing you to death. So. <laughs> 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 well, said. Uh, <laughs> well said. That's really funny. Uh, All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Factor, for sharing the hour with you. us and your information. Again, Dr. Derek Factor can be found at www.drfactor.com. Or is it drderekfactor.com? Yeah, drderekfactor.com. drderekfactor.com. And Mm -hmm. have an amazing, safe trip to the Philippines. And, you know, thank you just for all the work that you do on me personally and now for for the world at large and for these, for these children. And we... We commend you here at Mom and Charles, and we are just very happy that you are part of our community. Thank you so much, Cynthia. You guys, Thank it was you. really a pleasure to be on your show. Glad to enjoy, have you. En- enjoy the beautiful <laughs> day. You. And okay. send us some pictures. Let us see. We want to see pictures. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I will. Many. <laughs> Take care, guys. Be well. Bye-bye. Thank you. And thank you, Melissa, for coming on. We are looking forward to our M's Gems this week. And um, I'm sure you've gotten some great information. And I would also like to just remind people that if you would like to listen to any of the archives or past shows here at Mama's Pearls, they are available at www.blogtalkradio.com slash Mama's Pearls. And I'm also working on getting them up and available through my website as well as through iTunes. So stay tuned for that. If you would like to email me with any sort of questions, comments, or queries, you can do so at any time at Cynthia at MamasPearls.com. If you want to email Melissa, she can be found at Melissa at MamasPearls.com. I can be found on Twitter at SinTweet. Our blog again, MamasPearls and MGems can be found at www.mamaspearls.com. And if you go to Facebook, you can like us at at Mama's Pearls. We're up on there, and both Melissa and I are on there. I haven't quite figured out how to split our personalities into Mama's Pearls and MGems up there, but you can find us there. So this is Cynthia of Mama's Pearls reminding you to enjoy your children and your family. Say I love you. Remember to acknowledge your children's fears, walk them through it with a loving hand, and they too will always smile for Daddy. Have a great week, everyone.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.